All right. What book are we in? Book of Malachi, Malachi. Yes, yes. Very good. All right. I have I have one page of notes. Usually I have four. So, what'd you say, Thaddeus? <laughs> Thaddeus is disappointed that I'm not going to speak for hours and hours and hours. But uh, but we'll see, we'll see how far we get. All right. So we are going to be in the book of Malachi, uh, chapter 3, verses starting in verse 13. So if you've got your Bibles, turn there, and that's where we'll go. But first I want to ask you guys a question. Uh, have you ever said something about someone behind their back, and then they found out about it? Yes. What did they say? All right, how, did, how, did, how do you respond when people say bad things about you behind your back? You don't want to be their friend no more? You, you just be upset? All right, what would you say to them? It's like, you come to them and you're like, hey, I know you said that I'm ugly. What? Dodgeball was made for a reason? Take it out in dodgeball? That's good. But then they, they turn around and they say, I didn't say that. But, but, like, but you've got it on a recording, like, and you play it back for them. Hey, this is exactly what you said. Um, how do you respond to them? We got one person saying that, that he thinks they wouldn't be, he wouldn't want to be their friend anymore, which is probably true. You slap them. You got some, you got some violent, you guys are, have some violent tendencies. <clears throat> have you ever been that person that said something behind someone's back and then they came to you and they said, I heard you said this about me. How do you, how do you feel? How do you feel when they confront you? Sad. Shame. Embarrassed. You feel disrespectment? Okay. <laughs> Very good. The point is that we don't like it when people talk about us behind our back. But when we talk about someone behind their back, we think they're supposed to be cool about it, right? They're not supposed to get that upset. We didn't really mean it. You know, we didn't mean to hurt their feelings. These are the excuses that we can come up with. Well, God is going to talk to the Israelites tonight and he's gonna to say, hey, I know you've been saying stuff about me behind my back and it's not good stuff, all right? So let's look at Malachi chapter three. You guys gotta be quiet, all right? You guys need a Bible. If you come into youth group, you need to bring a Bible because otherwise you're gonna find ways to distract yourself with Domino's uh, napkins, <clears throat> okay? So. Malachi chapter 3, verse 13. And this is God. He's confronting them. He says, hey, I know you've been saying this stuff about me. Verse 13. Your words have been hard against me, says the Lord. But you say, how have we spoken against you? They're playing dumb again, right? They live playing dumb. They've never done anything wrong, apparently, because every time they... God says that they've done something wrong. They say, how? No, we didn't do that. Um, 
And we've been over how we all do this with our parents, right? We do this with our parents. I didn't do that. Okay. <clears throat> so they say, how have we spoken against you? You have said, it is vain to serve God. What is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? And now we call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. What are the Israelites saying? Evil is better than good. Okay. Why is evil better than good? It gets you whatever you want. And if you're arrogant, you get away with it. Who's letting them get away with it? Who are they saying is letting them get away with it? They're saying God is letting the people get away with being arrogant and being evil. Okay? Which, and what did they say? What's the first thing they say? about God in verse 13 it's in vain alright what does that mean to serve God is in vain futile what does futile mean what do you say Kendallin Anybody got a, anybody got an idea? Any teenager got an idea? Chris says, yeah, it's a waste of time. They're saying it's a waste of time to serve God. <clears throat> now, does this sound good to God? No, it's not good. Okay. Yeah, it is disrespectful. They're saying it's a waste of time to serve God. Why? Because they say, what, what is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? What do they mean by that? They sound like atheists? What, is it, what do they mean when they say, what is the profit of our keeping his charge or of walking as in mourning before the Lord of hosts? What do we get from it? Very good, Kendallin. What do we get from obeying God? What is the point of obeying God? We're not getting anything from it. Wow. <clears throat> they say, we, are, we obey him. He tells us what to do, and we do it, right? And, and when we mess up, we say we're sorry, and we cry, and, and we apologize, right? They say they keep his charge, which means they obey the rules. And it says, uh, when they walk in mourning, which is when they're trying to repent, okay? So when we don't obey the rules, we repent. We say we're sorry, all right? And most of the time, we, we obey the rules. And we're doing these things, and it seems to be no good. We're not, we're not making money, we're poor, you know, we're in this bad state. And it just seems like serving God gets us nothing. Can you see what's wrong with that statement? Why are they serving God? To get stuff back, right? Why do you think God doesn't like this? Do you like it when someone uses you? Uh, no, right. 
How do people use each other? How do teenagers use each other? Right, it's like, it's like you need a ride, right? You need a ride, and so you could be friendly with that person who got a car, or who you could call at any time, right? Or, or you like somebody's friend, so you could get friendly with the friend, so you could get to know the other friend, right? And so this, and the, and the, and the person who you don't like is what? They're like, oh, I got a new friend. But as soon as you hook up with this other person, they go on, right? Kick to the curb. Desmond, you got plenty of experience with that? Which way? You the friend who get kicked or you the friend? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> so you've been using people? Oh, boy. Have you ever been that person that's been used? It's a crummy feeling, isn't it? Yeah. That's what, and okay, and so that's what God says. God says, I don't want you to use me. This is what you're saying. You're saying, you only serve me because of what I give you, or what I, of what you get from me. So you're saying, you only serve me to use me. You don't really love me. You only serve me to use me. And so they say, it's, there's no point in it, because we're not getting what we thought we would get from obeying you. All right, and that's why a lot of people obey God. They're just afraid of what God is gonna do to them, or they think God is gonna give them something that they want, right? If I obey God, that means I'm gonna get a house, and I'm gonna get a car, and I'm gonna get that wife or that girlfriend, and I'm gonna have kids, and I'm gonna have basically a perfect, happy life, and nothing is ever gonna go wrong, right? And then, isn't this what we hear, right? When something goes wrong, we, the first thing that we hear the person say is, God, how could you let this happen? Haven't I been serving you for so many years? And in that instant, we see a motive revealed. We see that yeah, there may have been times of sincerity, but also there are times when we want to use God to get what we want from him. <clears throat> so, the Israelites say, God isn't giving us what we want. We obey him. We're not getting anything. And you know, what else? We look at those people who aren't obeying him, and they get whatever they want. They get away with murder, and some of them literally getting away with murder. Do we know, do we see any people in our world today who are obviously disobeying God, but they are very successful? Rap stars, all right, we got drug dealers, actors, how are they disobeying God? How are they disobeying God? By, by listening to the devil? What are they doing? What are some things that they do? Sniffing coke? Sleeping with, sleeping with other people, right? They're not married? And all their, 
given the wrong message. All their songs are about all the women that they want to sleep with. Cursing and violence, right? Mm -hmm. But, but they're very successful, right? They've got all the money and all the women and all the cars and everything that young men want. You guys listening? I'm going to split y'all up, okay? So we look at these people and we say, you know what? Serving God really doesn't make a difference. I'm not going to get the good things. These people are getting away with murder, you know? Maybe, maybe you don't want to do all those bad things, but sometimes just resisting sin and obeying God can just be, it can just wear you out, you know? And so it's not that you want a lot of things, it's just that you just want to stop trying to resist sin. And you just want to be like, like you know, they say they call the arrogant blessed. Evildoers not only prosper, but they put God to the test and they escape. We, <laughs> they're getting away with everything. They don't even have to try. So, the Israelites are saying, serving God is pointless. We don't get anything out of it, and everyone else is getting whatever they want. So we obey God, we don't get anything. They disobey God, and they don't get punished. Do you guys ever feel this way? Yeah. I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest. All of us have times where we say, it just seems like it isn't worth the effort. But, um, you know, guys, as talking to you guys as teenagers, I want to encourage you not to give up because God is going to explain the difference between the wicked and the righteous. So let's see. <clears throat> And before we do that, you know, some of us, some of us, we, we, we try to obey God, but we just can't. Like, we just don't. And we feel so bad about it. And so we just want to give up. And then Satan comes in and says, you know what? You're not going to be any good. There's no, what do you mean get rid of all that music on your computer? What? Are they stupid? That youth pastor is retarded. He can't really expect you to not listen to that stuff. Come on, what are your friends going to think of you? And so Satan starts putting more excuses in your head to say, don't serve God. It's not worth it. You're not going to get anything out of this. Your reward is not worth the effort. I'm just, I'm letting you guys know now so when it happens, you won't be surprised. Maybe it's already happened. Maybe you've done something where you feel like, man, I did not know I could do stuff like that. There's no point. God is never going to accept me. But that's Satan, and Satan is lying to you. All right? It is worth it to serve God. Let's keep going. Verse 16. 
Then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession. And I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Then once more you shall see the distinction between the righteous and the wicked, between one who serves God and one who does not serve God. All right. God's saying, one day in the future, you will see the difference between the wicked and the righteous, between one who serves God and one who does not serve God. We may not see it right now, okay? We see 50 Cent doing whatever he wants, right? We see actors and movie stars doing whatever they want, sleeping with whoever they want, divorcing whoever they want, you know, having babies with whoever they want. And then, even, how you doing? They do whatever they want, and they get away with it. But right now, today, is not the time for God's judgment. God says, it's going to come in the future. But before he gets to that, he says, uh, the people hear what God has to say, and then it says, then those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. The Lord paid attention and heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. All right, so we've got some people. There are some people who haven't gone with the crowd. There are some people who haven't gotten so weary that they just give up and start doing what everybody else is doing. Start listening to the same music, go into the same places. They've decided, no, I want to obey God, even though it seems like we're not getting anything from it. And so these people get together. These people get together. These people have a little youth group going on. All right? It says, it says, those who feared the Lord spoke with one another. They talk to each other. They get together and they talk to each other. It's almost like a small group. <gasps> Whoa. Some of you think small group is a waste of time, but it's not. Okay? The point is they get together and they talk to each other. Some of you are embarrassed to talk to each other about things of God. But you shouldn't be, because you need to encourage each other. These people got together to encourage each other. Why? Because there was hardly any of them, and they needed each other to strengthen each other. So, um, why, why, why do you need each other? We talked about this in Discovery on Wednesday night. Jesus sent out the disciples two by two. He didn't send them out alone, one-on-one, -on -one, one by one. He sent them out two by two so that they had someone to encourage them and to support them. Do you have someone that you can talk to who will encourage you in the things of God, encourage you to obey, to step in front of you when, when 
they see you going down a path that you should not be going down. They see you hanging out with the wrong people. They see you saying the wrong things, starting to let a cuss word slip, all right? Starting to listen to the wrong music. Stop coming to church. They see you doing these things, and they, and they come and they speak to you. So many times we just watch people, and we say, no, I shouldn't say anything. But these people get together and they talk to each other because they want to be faithful. If you want to be faithful, you need someone you can talk to. If you just keep it in all the time and don't talk to anybody, you're going to struggle and eventually you're going to become like one of these people who says, it's not worth it. I'm wasting my time. Because you feel like you're doing it alone. But these people get together and they speak to one another. And God sees it. God sees it. He says, the Lord paid attention. It's like he, they caught their eye. They caught his eye. The Lord paid attention and heard them. And a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. God hears the good things that they say. Just like God hears all the bad things, God hears the good things too. Even though it seems like he doesn't, even though it seems like you're wasting your time, we see that God rewards them. How does he reward them? Anybody got any ideas? It says it right there. It may not seem like a reward to you. It says he heard them, and a book of remembrance was written before him of those who feared the Lord and esteemed his name. They shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts, in the day when I make up my treasured possession and I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. Hmm. God says he's going to remember them. He will remember what they have said because they wanted to be faithful, even though everyone around them was giving up. That's what we want you guys to do. We want you guys to encourage each other, talk to each other, and God remembers that. God sees when you're trying to be faithful, even when you don't feel like it, even when it seems like he's not listening, he is. He is listening. And this says he's going to, he, he's writing it down on a scroll, all right? He's in the book of remembrance. He's writing it down to remember them so that in the future, in the day when judgment comes, the people who are going to be judged are not on this list. This list is of the people who were faithful to God, who wanted to serve him. It says, I will spare them as a man spares his son who serves him. What does that mean? You ever see any father-son businesses? And it seems like the son gets away with murder? Or any... Uh, any jobs where, you know, the son doesn't really do that much, but the father does everything, and the son gets the money. Um, or when the son messes up, any other employee would have gotten fired, but the son, because he's the son, is spared. The son gets to keep his job. And we look at that and we say, boy, that's not fair. Oh, boy, you know, this only because that's his son, right? 
The truth is, the same thing is going to happen to us. We are the children of God. When we put our faith in Jesus Christ, we become God's children. And in the day of judgment, in the future, when God settles everything, when all those people who think they're getting away with it now, when God deals with them, we will be spared. All right? So that's the thing. We've got to be able to look into the future. We've got to be able to see what God says and believe that it's really coming because God sees, God hears, and he rewards. So I know there are some of you who are really discouraged tonight who are walking down that path of saying, it's not worth it. Why can't I just go out and drink a little bit? It doesn't matter what I listen to. I like the beat. I don't listen to the words, right? These are the excuses that I hear. God remembers and God will reward you for faithfulness. Please don't give up. Please don't fall by the wayside and just let yourself go and do whatever you want to do, whether it obeys God or doesn't. God will reward you. Thank you. You good? All right. <clears throat> so then, then once more, you'll see the distinction. God's going to tell them the distinction, okay? Chapter 4. Here is what is going to happen. For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven. What does that sound like? That sounds like hell. Yep. Anybody seen the movie Knowing? Anybody seen the movie Knowing? What happens at the end? The sun. Too bad. There's a sunburst. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. Cover your ears. The earth is burned up by the sun, okay? So, basically. <clears throat> so God says, For behold, the day is coming, burning like an oven, when all the who? When all the arrogant, the people who they thought were blessed, the arrogant, what's going to happen to them? All the arrogant and all evildoers, the people who were prospering and were putting God to the test and escaping, all the arrogant, all the evildoers will be stubble. Not like this stubble, but like they're just going to be ashes. The day that is coming shall set them ablaze, says the Lord of hosts so that it will leave them neither root nor branch. Nothing, nothing is going to be, like you can take a tree, some trees you can take a tree branch and stick it in the ground and it'll grow, right? God says there's going to be nothing left of them so that something can grow later. All the evildoers will be gone. But for you who fear my name, the sun of righteousness shall rise with healing in its wings. You shall go out like leaping, leaping like calves from the stall. All right, you got the calves and they're all pent up and they're just waiting to burst out. They're just, 
Have you, you guys seen the, the lambs at ALC? Or, or, the, or the goats? And, the, and you let them out and they just run all over the place? <laughs> they're cute, Joyce says they're cute. You guys are gonna be so cute when you run out there and just jump all over the place, okay? Yeah, exactly. It's like the last day of school, before summer. I've, I've been watching y'all's Facebook statuses. It's like five days till break, four days till break, 26 seconds till break. You know, it's like... <laughs> this is how it is. It's like, it's like it's com- the freedom, the escape from all these evildoers is coming and when it comes we're going to be free and we can obey God and love God and not be afraid anymore and not wonder you know man does it make a difference does God care if we are serving him because we love him not just to get what we want from him God wants us to love him for who he is not just because of what he gives us And you shall tread down the wicked, for they will be ashes under the soles of your feet on the day when I act, says the Lord of hosts. It seems like these people can do whatever they want, and they, they can do whatever they want to us. But in that day, in the future, when the judgment comes, for anyone who does not believe in Christ, they're going to be burned up. It says they're going to be set ablaze, right? They're going to be burned up. And when we go out and when we're out having fun, we're not even going to notice that we're walking on a bunch of dead people's ashes because we're just having fun and we're enjoying ourselves. How does that make you feel? You feel a little awkward? But you're not even going to know. You're not even going to be able to tell what the, what's the difference between the dirt and the, and the ashes, you know? You're just going to be having fun, and there's not going to be any arrogant people or evildoers around to stop you. And you're going to realize, oh, man, God, God was just. God loved me. Some of you are really struggling with that. And I just want you to know, someday you will be vindicated. Who knows what vindicated means? You'll be proven right, okay? You'll be, you'll be glad that you were faithful, that you obeyed God. So God says there's going to be two groups, the wicked and the righteous those who don't serve God and those who do serve God. The question for you is, which group are you going to be in? All right. I know that's the group we all want to be in, right? The question is, what do we look like? Do we look like the gangster group? No? Do we look like the group that's all about image? It's just about looking sexy. That's all we put our effort into. Do we look like the money group? That will do anything, that will do anything to be successful. We'll pimp and murder and sell drugs, right? 
will do anything it takes to be successful. If those are the groups that you're trying to fit into, more than likely you're going to end up saying it is worthless to serve God. And you will give up on your faith. And you will end up in the group that is burned up. How do we avoid being in that group? Anybody know? Serve God. True. Praise and worship. Find people. Okay. There's one thing though. There's one thing. All of those things come after this one thing. You can serve God. You can do praise and worship. You can pray. You can give as much money as you want. There's one thing that you need to do. Repent and accept Jesus. That's it. And those, those kind of happen at the same time. It's all about Jesus. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, when we believe that he died for us, that's it. When, when he was on the cross, he was taking your judgment, okay? So that when you believe in him, when the day of judgment does come, what happens? God looks at you, he sees your name in that book of remembrance, and he says, oh yeah, that person's judgment has already been taken. By who? Jesus. Man, I hope you guys get that tonight. That Jesus has taken your judgment. And so now you can serve him because you love him. Not just because of what he's going to get you. Let's pray. God, tonight, uh, I just thank you so much for Jesus and the fact that he makes it possible for us to avoid the kind of judgment that you're talking about. God, it's kind of scary to hear what's going to happen to these people who don't know Jesus, <clears throat> who ignore him, who, who consistently put him to the test and sin in his face and say, ha ha, God, you're not going to do anything to me. But Lord, we know that, that that's your mercy right now. And someday you will judge them. The time of judgment is not now. So when those people say that you don't do anything, they should be thankful. And they should repent and accept what Jesus Christ has done for them on the cross and put their faith in him. God, I pray for these teens tonight. For those who are discouraged, for those who think serving you is worthless, for those who think it's too hard, Lord, I pray that they would find good friends to talk to who will encourage them, who won't look down on them. I pray that they would find leaders that they can talk to. Lord, I just pray that they would see what Jesus Christ has done for them and accept him. Lord, we ask you to be with us, to encourage us, to strengthen us. Uh, in our walk with you so that we can serve you and we can love you without just using you. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.